Hey, everybody. This is Jim Cummings, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. So don't touch that dial. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for joining us for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 519 of On Screen and Beyond, the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, TV and movie DVD releases, and also our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, voice actor Jim Cummings is going to be joining us. You've heard him as Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Darkwing Duck, Bonkers, Zummy Gummy, all sorts of different characters. And he's got a lot to talk about. And on Saturday, October 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific Time online, you can catch him being inducted into the Voice Over Actors Hall of Fame. And he is going to be there and uh, Leonard Malton will be there. Rob Paulson will be there, Debbie Derryberry, uh, all sorts of people are going to be joining in on this, and it's all free, and you can go to uh, vohof.org, that's uh, for Voice Over Hall of Fame, uh, .org, and he is uh, going to be inducted, like I said, or you uh, can go to their Facebook feed or the Orinda Theater in California, they have a Facebook feed, too, that'll be uh, broadcasting it. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of places you can get it. It's going to be two hours long, from one to three. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be watching it, of course. Uh, I, I love animation, and I love voiceover actors, uh, the work that they do. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope everybody's going to be checking it out. And uh, we'll see you there. And uh, have a good time. Something to do. All right? And uh, like I said, you can go right there and have uh, a good time with that. So, what do you say? Let's get into another episode of On Screen and Beyond with Remake Madness coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, Stephen King's Firestarter, has been tossed around for quite a few years that it was going to be made into a remake, and now it looks like it's going to happen. Lead actor for the movie is going to be Zac Efron. He's going to star in it, so we'll keep you updated on that as it moves along. And another Stephen King remake is also moving along. Children of the Corn has continued to be filmed in Australia during the pandemic. And uh, continuing with Stephen King remakes, uh, might as well, a TV miniseries of his Jerusalem's Lot called Chapelwart will be starring Adrian Brody. And this is an epics production. Lots of things going on for Stephen King, but uh, that's it for Remake Madness for the moment. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming movies? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Upcoming new movies, well, this must be Stephen King week. In development, King's revival is going forward with the director Mike Flanagan, who did Dr. Sleep. And Russell Crowe is said to be attached to the star in the film. And it's about a preacher whose wife and child die. And he begins experimenting with electricity as a supernatural means of faith healing. And if you like Chris Hemsworth in Netflix Extraction, then you're going to be able to keep an eye on him even more on Netflix because he'll be making another Netflix movie. And uh, it's going to be coming down the line. He is signed on to star in... Spiderhead, an upcoming sci-fi movie on Netflix. And M. Night Shalimar, well, he has a creepy new film coming our way. It's currently filming called Old. You can look for that uh, coming out on July of 2021. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, sequels. Sequel City, well, it looks like uh, Disney is making a sequel to their live-action remake of The Lion King. There's uh, no release date on that yet, but we'll keep you informed. And Thor, Love and Thunder, will continue the Marvel story of Thor. You can look for it, possibly, in February 11th, 2022. Scream 5 is filming as Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and... David Arquette will be returning. Currently, it is expected to hit theaters on January 14th, 2022. That's it for sequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. (laughs) TV on DVD, October 15th, Star Trek Discovery Season 3 will be landing on DVD. And The Mandalorian Season 2 hits DVD on October 30th. And Yellowstone Season 3 rides onto DVD on December 8th. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen to be on Movies on DVD. Movies on DVD Fatima will be available on digital download on October 13th and on DVD on October 27th. And the 20th anniversary of Ang Lee's Crouching Dragon, Hidden Dragon gets a limited edition 4K Ultra HD release on December 1st. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen to be on... It's TV and entertainment time. TV and entertainment time. November 15th, The Crown returns for another season on Netflix. And you can look for Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher this season. And sadly, music legends Helen Reddy and Mac Davis both recently passed away, both at the age of 78. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. And next on On Screen to Be On, he's coming our way, the man of a thousand voices, Jim Cummings, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is Tigger, the Tasmanian Devil, Zummy Gummy, Darkwing Duck, Winnie the Pooh, and so many others, all rolled into one person who voices them all. On Saturday, October 10th, from 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific Time, he will be inducted into the VoiceOver Actors Hall of Fame online. He has been nominated for Emmys. It's Jim Cummings. Jim, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Wow. Thanks. Uh, that was a pretty good intro. 
Thank you very much. Well, it's only a good intro because you've done so much. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I've been busy, that's for sure. That's for sure. That's, that's, that's an understatement. Uh, first off, Jim, congratulations on being inducted into the uh, Voice Over Actors Hall of Fame. Well, thank you. And, and it's, I'll take it. It's well-deserved, I can say that, that's for sure. Well, uh, I can't wait. I wish I could. I wish I could be there in person. I know. I, it's, you know? <laughs> but that's the day. That's what we live in right now. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, yeah. better days are coming, as they always used to say. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Jim, I, tell me, how did you begin doing voiceovers? Is this something you did when you were a kid, just starting out? Oh or? God, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, you know, when I was five, I would, you know. I would be doing dolphin sounds, and uh, I can remember um, watching on the Jack Benny program. Excuse me, Mel Blank was a uh, was a guest. He was a, a frequent guest. I think he was a regular. And um, I remember my dad saying, "He goes, you see this guy right here? He's a guy that does that Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and all those you know cartoons you wake up on Saturday morning and watch." And I thought, well, he's not told to stand in the corner. He doesn't have to stay after school. I'm going to. I'm going to follow this guy's lead. So, you know, from a very, very young, early age, I, I always kind of had my sights set on it. So, and all this time later, here I am, still yeah. going. So, <laughs> Now, I, I was looking over your credits, and one of the things that I noticed, and of course, online, you know, you can never be sure if everything is accurate, but... yeah. It said That's for sure. <laughs> yes. It said that yeah. back in sixty nine you were doing voices for Dick Dastardly on Wacky Races. Is that true? Nineteen sixty nine? No, I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I was no. kind of confused on that. Maybe ninety six. Yeah, no, yeah, on IMDb uh, it said in, in 69, oh, but I'm wondering if that's because you did do it later. Didn't you do Dick Dastardly later on? I believe so, yeah. It was some of the wacky racers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, Dasha, I believe that was in the 90s. Right, yeah, because yeah, I saw that. and but So I didn't know if for some reason you you, know, you, you were doing it. wasn't it. on, yeah. The show wasn't on, even. It wasn't even on. Ah, okay, yeah. and uh, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure. They, I know they kept bringing those things, the old things back. When I was a kid, you know, they had all kinds of shows on. Oh, you know? yeah. With all the characters you've done, is there any one that's you know more meaningful for you? Not not monetary wise, but <laughs> but yeah, right. but just you know just you. Well, that helps too, though. Yeah, oh yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, well, you know, I I it's hard to it's like saying pick your favorite child. You know, you can't quote really do it. They're all, but I can tell you that there are some that are are, are you know some of my favorites like Pooh and Tigger. Well. They're just kind of in their own category, mm, you know. Yeah. They're they're um, they're in the, the hundred acre wood category, <laughs> and they, uh, you know, it's a. Uh, I think Darkwing Duck is in there. He's way up there, one of my favorites. And um, gosh, uh, I have to I have to go with Ray from Princess and the Frog. Ah, yes. And uh, he's he's a, one of my favorites, and definitely, and I always enjoyed doing Pete. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody loves a. A curmudgeon, <laughs> and uh, and lately it's been Hondo Onaka from Star Wars Clone Wars. Wars. Yes, yeah. yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> wow, John Carnage is in there too somewhere. Yeah, 
Now, you, I mean, I'll be here all day. Talking about right. <laughs> <laughs> I know we could. I mean, just just to, to go through all the different characters you've played. Uh, now, I noticed on, um, you know, like uh, the Winnie the Pooh movies there, uh, you mm-hmm. played both Tigger and Winnie the Pooh. Uh, yes. Is that... They're not requiring you to, to go from one voice to another immediately, do they? Or do you record... You know, do you record one, then you record the other? Or? Well, as long as I don't overlap, you know. I'm um, just kidding. Um, no, I, uh, I, I, I used to actually. You know, that's that's just kind of how I did it. I would uh, go from one to the other, but then, uh, oh God, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago or so, I said, let's just do poo first, mm-hmm. yeah. and then we'll do Tigger. You know, just to keep uh, just to keep the separation. Yeah, because that must be incredible. Yeah, that must be hard. To, to, you know, who am I? Who am I now? <laughs> yeah, no, no, not really. It helps when we're because we're schizophrenic, and so are we. <laughs> so it's not bad. <laughs> so, uh, do you remember the first job you got uh, being in? Uh, uh, you know, doing a voiceover. Well, the first series I did a few radio commercials. But the first series I ever booked was Dumbo Circus on the Disney Channel, mm-hmm. and uh, I was Lionel the Lion. It was uh, it was a it was an extension of Dumbo, but Dumbo could finally talk, mm-hmm. and uh, it was kind of, a, and it was people not really puppets, but they were uh, folks in the suits. Yes, you know they, they had done a show, Welcome to Pooh Corner, which was before my time, but. Um, uh, I ended up being Lionel the Lion, and that lasted for like a year and a half. It, uh, gosh, I think a hundred and some episodes. Wow. And, uh, you know, by that time, and I didn't even have an agent. So by the time that was over, I had an agent, and I was doing radio and TV spots, and, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. Or mystery. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've taken over characters that, I mean, some amazing voiceover people have done and yet it almost sounds mm-hmm. like it's still the same person how, how do you do that uh, i mean well, well that's the idea yeah i know but <laughs> <laughs> i uh you know paul winchell was a friend of mine and uh i i got to know him and of course his daughter still is and god rest his soul and and i never met sterling holloway but i i I got a hundred years ago, way before I was in the business, I was down in Laguna Beach and my wife and I were sitting there and we thought we were the only people in the restaurant. We heard the waitress go over and said, well, have we decided what we want to eat? And you hear this little voice, well, I believe I shall have the chowder. <laughs> and I looked at her and said, Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> you know, because it's very distinct. And, yes. and, and I got up and I kind of looked over there and there was Sterling Holloway. And wow. God loving me, he looked like an albino crow sitting there, had all this white hair puffed all over the place. It, it was awesome. I, I didn't have the nerve to go up to him. Wow! But uh, I wish I did. Hmm. But I, uh, but yeah, I mean, the the thing is, you know, you just have to. Uh, I think of it as a sound first, you know, when you're doing an established character, and and Disney's really good about that. They don't want they don't want a brand new, you know, they don't want Pooh to sound like a. Uh, Jackie Gleason, you right, know what I mean. Yeah. They, you know, <laughs> they they have to keep it that way. And um, and I remember, uh, and I did I did know Paul Winchell. I knew him quite well. And I used to pitch hit for him, uh, substitute for him. Uh, when it, when when we started the very first show that I ever did as uh, Winnie the Pooh it was the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And um, and I actually thought I was 
pretty good Eeyore. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling really good about Eeyore. Mm-hmm. And my agent said, that, well, um, bad news, you didn't get to, you're not Eeyore. I said, oh, dang it, I really thought I did a good job. She goes, but you are Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> wow. I said, oh, well, that's a consolation prize. <laughs> I can I can I can I can live with that, you know. Yeah. Get, and when Paul Winchell's out of town, you're going to be Tigger. I said, what? Wow. And uh, he he was uh, it was back in the '80s, and of course there was that terrible scourge in Africa, the famine. And Paul developed uh, an idea that he was going to take these uh, mud puppies, these little sort of half fish, half salamander that grow in the banks of the Mississippi because they can pretty much grow in mud, and but they're edible. They're not fine cuisine. But he thought it could. He was going back and forth on, the, I believe it was the Good Ship Hope, and uh, conducting experiments and trying to get that going in Africa. And he'd go over there for a month or two, and when he was gone, I would substitute for Tigger. Wow. And, yeah, and then ultimately when he retired, um, you know, I remember when he, when he told me it was, uh, it was a very sad day. He, he, uh, I saw him at a place, um, Soundcastle, I think it was, and we were doing... Uh, a poo and a tigger talking toy or something and and uh and he had a driver bring him in and and he said wow kid he says uh you know i i uh i had a bad stroke and i said oh my god i didn't know that because yeah yeah he says I, I can barely see you know and he held out his hands straight out palms facing each other and they were about six inches apart and he goes that's pretty much all i can see anymore is that space like right there between my hands and i said oh my god well, what does this mean, Paul? And he goes, it means, and he puts his hand on my knee, and he said, it means I want you to take good care of my little buddy for me. Wow. And I went, oh, my God. <laughs> I think I made it outside before I cried. Jeez. That's, yeah, so. That's a heck of so a I'm story. Taking, I'm taking care of his little buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Now, you, you mentioned Sterling Holloway, and, and this is taking us off track, and you know maybe I shouldn't even oh. go there, but... If I remember right, when I was a kid, on the Adventures of Superman, he played. Oh yeah, a, he was there. He was a professor or something, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a nutty professor. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. I was just, <laughs> just, just wondering oh, yeah. if, if I was seeing, you know, remember that correctly because uh, I remember, like you say, the voice is so distinct that even you know when he's not Winnie the Pooh, he still sounds like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. He and John Fiedler, that was just them talking. Piglet. Yeah. We'll be back with more of our guests right after this short break. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Now, you took over uh, for Zummy Gummy, too, on the Gummy Bears, right? Yes, yeah, for a season. I think it was the last season. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. I was, I was, uh, 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 Zummy Gummy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> My my daughter loved Zummy Gummy. Believe me, she had the oh, <laughs> the stuffed animal and the whole thing. <laughs> oh, that's great! Well, he had a nice hat too. Yes. 
heck of a hat. Yeah. Now, when you do most of your voiceovers, are you doing it alone in your own private studio, or are you going, uh, you know, alone in a? Well, it is now. You know, well, yeah, right. Well, <laughs> now, yeah, but uh, but I like going into work. You know, I have a blue collar attitude toward a no collar career. <laughs> you know, I I like going into work. So, and I always liked it doing. I like doing it with with the whole cast as many as possible. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to like that. We we the, the gummy bears were like that, and uh, not many of them are now. And Star Wars Clone Wars, and uh, uh, that, that, those we did with a lot of people in mm-hmm. the studio, and I, I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I know I've had the opportunity, and, and uh, you know it was really n- neat to work with these people. But I've had a chance to work in the studios and, and do some uh, directing for voiceovers for a film that we made. And uh, oh, you may know some of the people that that we had, but uh, some of the people we did alone. But we had two guys in at the same time, and uh, and I believe you know Jeff uh, 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 Jeff Bennett and Jess Arnell. Jess Arnell, Jess Arnell, yeah. And the two of them, I, I wish we had had everybody in together because when they were together, I mean it, it was. Yeah, it was, it was magic. magic. It, it, it yeah, really it was. was. Yeah, sure, it gives you something to feed off of. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and it was yeah, like well, it was well, like they guys were, are incredible anyway. Yeah, and and they were you know it's like they're trying to one up each other, and 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 it it just was sure. so powerful, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, those guys are aces too. Oh, good buddy. <laughs> Unreal that you know. I mean, I have the greatest respect for what you and and all your your voiceover actor people who do because uh, it is just incredible. Uh, you know how you can change your voices. I mean, it's just un- unreal. Yeah, yeah. Well, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, in fact, Rob Paulson was also in the in the movie too. So uh, I know you oh, know yeah? you What's know the, the movie. Uh, it's it's called Bonji Bear and the Kingdom of Rhythm. Oh, okay, yeah. Kingdom of Rhythm. Boy, that sounds like one I should have been in. <laughs> yes, I w- believe me, I would have loved to have had you in. <laughs> we had Dom DeLuise yeah. in it, and Ruth Buzzy, and June Lockhart, and. Oh, when's this? When when is it out, or is it out? Well, we <laughs> just before uh, we recorded ten years, you know, ten twelve years ago. But um, oh. uh, it, it took that long. Of course, an independent film takes forever. And uh, just before everything blew up, <laughs> we, yeah. were, we were starting to get things out, and then, then it happened. <laughs> so we're still working, oh, trying to get it out. <laughs> oh, well, good luck. Uh, thank you. In the film Lion King, I understand that you did the singing voice for uh, Jeremy Irons? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, he does all the talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show powers of retention, you know, all that. But I, I uh, he never, put it this way, he never even says the words, be prepared. Really? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah. and then I, I close out the song. Yeah. He, he comes back in, and they, they try to keep as much of him in as possible. And, um, and it uh, just, you know, uh, I remember Sir Tim Rice, Saying to me, uh, would you, uh, because I, I had just sung Hakuna Matata for uh, Jess Arnell and I actually did the demo for it for Ernie uh, and uh, Nathan, and uh, Ernie Sabella and Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they explained, they said, well, if we get you guys in there, see, Ernie and Nathan, they're not singers. So, and, I, and I've been in studio with a, a, 
any number of times with with people who are not singers just trying to learn the song and it's and it's tough on them i think it's hard for them i mean everybody else could be a little impatient i suppose but it's really you know it's frustrating for the actor and um they said this way we're just going to give them cassettes and tell them to drive around in the car for three weeks that way they know it the same way they know happy birthday <laughs> you know you know so it's you know in, in that type of thing so so uh we did that and um and I remember Rob Minkoff going, oh, God, these lyrics, you know, and Tim Rice wasn't there, so he couldn't rewrite a, a, a verse. But I basically, I wrote the fart verse. Hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the pain. Yeah. What about pain? I thought I'd change my name. What's in a name? And I got downhearted every time that I boom, but not in front of the kids. Sorry. Hakuna Matata. Then we're back in. <laughs> and, uh, and I was uncredited. I'd probably have another house if I if I had been right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, and uh, and and you also did Christopher Lloyd in Anastasia, correct? Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah. I've met him a few times, and and uh, and uh, I remember we we played it, and he goes, "Wow, I sound pretty good. I sound pretty good, don't I?" I said, "Yeah, you sure do." <laughs> <laughs> And it's amazing because it does sound like, it, you know, what you would expect Christopher Lloyd to sound like singing. Oh, that was the idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done it for, uh, I've done it, I've done a lot of stunt singing like that, I guess you could say. Hmm. I've done it for uh, Ed Asner. And, and Ed, the thing is, they, did, they told Ed that, uh, they told me that Ed wanted me to do it. And they didn't tell Ed at all. Oh really? And, uh, it was for a Christmas movie. Yeah, I can't even think of the name of it, but it was. Uh, yeah, but he, he he's a friend of mine. You know, I, I run into him. I've known him socially for a while, and but he um, he he said, "Well, hi Santa, real nice, real good." I said, "Well, I think I did okay." And he goes, "Who cares?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, uh, but, but he, he said, "Wait, well, I thought it was. They told me it was your idea." They what? And I said, they told me it was your idea. And he, and he goes, I got to make a phone call. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he chewed him out. You know, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> now, showbiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it true that Disney got in trouble for you singing like Louis Prima? Uh No. No, they, uh, not at all. They, they just, um, when we did the, uh, the Jungle Book sequel, they, they just didn't have, uh, they were going to have him in it, you know, and, you know, that character, King mm -hmm. Louie. And, uh, they couldn't do it because his wife, because apparently back in the day, they used to, um, sort of caricaturize, make caricatures of the real actor's face, the real singer's face which I guess they did to an extent, and Louis had passed on, but his wife would not let them. Ah. She said, no, you can't do it again. You can't get somebody to come in there and do that because I said so, and it was, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I would have done it in a heartbeat. But, uh, you know, people are people. Yeah. And she just didn't, she just didn't you know, he, he ended up just not being in it. Yeah, yeah, right. They, they t took so, the character out, yeah. Yeah, because I yeah, read online that, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, it was just a shame. Yeah, yeah, because they had said online that you did such a good job in impersonating. They said, you know, it, it sounds too much like him. 
Oh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. that's, that's the right problem to have, I guess. Right, yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, I know we're getting closer and closer, but you, you've, uh, to the okay. time, but uh, Star Wars, I mean, you were part of the legacy, even though you're not part of the, the actual movies that everybody's seen, but right. of course, Star Wars, the Clone, uh, the Clone Wars is, is big. I mean, that's a, that's a big... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you wait till you see, uh, have you been to Disneyland or Disney World to see that? I mean, you can't go now, but when it reopens, you've got to go and check out Smuggler's Run. I haven't seen Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run. Yeah. Yeah, Hondo Onaka cons Chewbacca into letting him use the uh, Millennium Falcon. <laughs> and he and he, goes, and he does it. He steals all these, uh, all the, the booty, and he, and he takes a smuggler. He smuggles out the, the good. Hmm. So you've you did know? you did some of the voiceover work in in that uh, ride? I'm Hondo. I'm Hondo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the... he he he's the he's the pilot. He it's his ride. Hmm. So, yeah, so... they they might as well call it Hondo's. You know, Hondo's the smugglers run. You know, Hondo's Hondo. He greets you. He's all there, and he's a big animatronic. We took weeks weeks of recording to do this. It wow. was it it is mind boggling. And you're on board the Millennium Falcon. You're on board the Millennium Falcon. Jeez, huh. and, and there's six people at once that go in. You're sitting there right in the cockpit, and everything, everything, is completely star. It, it's the Millennium Falcon that you've known for years. Yeah, yeah. every little detail, the hologram, the the uh, the the holoboard that they were using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all it's all there. It's it an amazing. Boggle your mind. Yeah, and you're in the cockpit. It's so amazing what they can do. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, and they uh, they have it. Uh, I saw the I saw it without its, um, you know, the bare bones over at uh, in Glendale. They showed me. They took, took took us on a took me on a a ride through a run through of it. You know, the mock up, and it's uh, the whole thing is on a big gigantic pneumatic arm, and in you know you're you're at one point you're going you're on the left and you're making a banking turn. And you, and you and you feel yourself sliding out of the seat, and I go, "Wait, this is actual gravity. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> this isn't this isn't perspective. This isn't a trick of light. This is I'm ready. If I wasn't bought, you know, belted in, I would be on the floor. Wow. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And I and just for the heck of it, I ran into something, and I wish I didn't. I almost got knocked out of the. I said, "What happens if I do this? Boom." And I go, okay, never mind. Won't do that again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it'll boggle your mind. Yeah. Jeez. So you've you've done a lot for Disney. I mean, it's been a good run for you with them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Still going. Yeah, we're doing Mickey Mouse Funhouse right now. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so, we're recording still. Yeah. I started there, and I'll, I'll, I hope I end there. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> now, so uh, do you have any other projects you can tell us about? Anything new coming up besides that? Well, I'm uh, getting ready to pitch something to Disney Plus, and we'll see. We'll see what happens there. And then I've got one other thing that I'm not allowed to talk about at all, but mm-hmm. um, it's, it's always like that. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully the whole world will know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, that'd be great. I mean, you know, they should do, yeah. Disney does a lot of documentary type things, and they should really do a documentary on uh, voiceover actors. I mean, you know, you're... I think so, too. Every animated movie is 
you know, it's an amazing thing. It's what you do. You know, I mean, you guys bring it to life. I mean, of course, the animators too, and everything. But uh, oh yeah, you know, it's just just amazing. But uh, well, yeah, thanks. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Jim, um, like to finish up with uh, two final questions before we go. Sure. Um, just quick things, but. Uh, disregarding all the things you've done and everything, but when you sit back and relax, and more people have more time now to do that, uh, but what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, gosh, let's see. Well, uh, I sure liked all the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the King of Comedy was a good one. Um, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh you know, and I really loved the Disney Afternoon, for that matter. All those, uh, I think that was like a golden era. You mean like the Mickey Mouse uh, Club? Uh, well, no, I mean like Tailspin and Oh, oh okay, and, okay. I'm, I'm thinking way back when we were kids. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, let's see. Howdy Doody was a biggie for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I liked Calvin and the Colonel uh, when, I was a, when I was a wee little guy. Yeah. And uh, I, I I loved anything with Foghorn Leghorn in it. Oh, he was one of my favorites. Good character too. That. Oh my gosh, that was so that was so awesome. Yeah. And now, I mean, what can I say? They just don't make them like they used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. You know, gotta say. Yep. But uh, Jungle Book was my favorite um, animated movie mm-hmm. until Aladdin came out. Yeah. And then Aladdin was. And yeah. then it just it just went from there. Yeah. And Princess and the Frog always has a, a place near near and dear to my heart because I'm, you know, I'm halfway from New Orleans. And uh, coincidentally, the um, when I was auditioning for it, I looked on the wall and there were pr- pictures of Princess Tiana that they had drawn her as a little baby. And I have my daughter Gracie, uh, and one looks exactly like it, and it was the sepia tone, you know, that they they affected, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I said, oh my God! If I don't get this job, I'll, I'll I don't know what I'll do with myself because this is my daughter. And in the beginning of the movie, she was the same age as Tiana, you know, was about six or seven, and that Gracie was that same age too. And I've got pictures of her and Anika Noni Rose walking hand in hand, and and you know, wow, they they yeah, yeah. it could be a before and after. Jeez. <laughs> hmm. So well, sweet, yeah. Well, Jim, I, I I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to talk with us, and uh, oh, my it, pleasure. It, it's been amazing talking to you. Uh, you know, I I love animation. I love what you do, and uh, I thank you for all you've done. Well, you are very welcome, and don't forget to keep on bouncing, and let's get dangerous. <laughs> but do it safely. And a big thank you for Jim Cummings for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk with us and uh, all the different characters he's done over the years. It's just just amazing and, and love his work. I mean, he's he's done so many. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it's that that'd be a great job, you know, doing that type of thing. But uh, anyways, um, uh, don't forget he's going to be inducted into the Voiceover Actors Hall of Fame. On October 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, it's online, it's a free event, you can go to vohof.org. You can also go to the Facebook live feed of that, and also uh, the Arenda Theater Facebook feed of that, and uh, just just go to the VoiceOver Actors Hall of Fame 
and uh, Google that, and you'll get into it, and you'll find out what's going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of people there. Leonard Malton's going to be doing a little speech for it, and uh, Debbie Derry. Der- Debbie Derryberry is going to be there, and a whole bunch of other people. So uh, be sure to check that one out. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's coming up on Saturday. So uh, everybody get ready. Well, that's about it. We are done with Episode 519 of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 